Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Atlanta, what's going on? It is Dukes and Bell on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We start off every day and every hour by saying, hey, Hey, man. man. Happy Thursday as we count down towards the weekend. We've got... uh, Plenty to dive into today, Mike, but we are done early, guys. It's 6 tonight for a very special Odyssey presentation, which we'll tell you about. But in the meantime, we're going to talk to Ross Tucker in about 20 minutes. We're going to get his take on all things football-related. We'll continue to talk about what the Falcons need to do against the Giants. Mike, I I think after yesterday, by the way, a lot of guys, after hearing Coach, you know, uh, in the 5 o'clock hour, were talking to us via text and and Twitter and all that stuff. But a lot of guys were saying, hey, we got to win Sunday. This is the one. Like, if you didn't think we were going to win against the Eagles, okay. Most people didn't think we were going to do anything against the Bucks, okay. But you got to win this one, right? Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's it's a pro- it's nobody wants to hear about the process or the work in progress. They just want to see the results. Um, yeah, yeah, this is one that if if we come back here on Monday and we haven't gotten this one done, there's going to be trouble in River City because regardless of what we're trying to explain about the roster, the lack of money, the lack of playmakers, the lack of a lot of things, nobody wants to hear it. And nobody thinks the Giants are special. Look, if, if you missed it yesterday, we spoke with uh, one of the beat reporters that covers the Giants uh, for the Bergen Record at North, NJ.com. And he was basically saying that their fan base feels the same way about them that our fan base feels about us. So, uh, and, and Joe Judge has got a year on the job and two games where our guys only, you know, get in game three, but – Fans don't want to see that. This is one where everybody is mentally penciled in or, in some cases, sharpied in the W. No doubt. So uh, we will dive into that. We'll ask Ross Tucker about the Giants uh, and see what he thinks as well. Also, guys, uh, we're going to talk to Jalen Hawkins from our Atlanta Falcons coming up in the 3 o'clock hour. We usually get a Falcon on, on Thursdays. Today mm-hmm. is going to be Jalen Hawkins, so we'll get a chance to chop it up with him and, and think uh, find out what he's thinking about this upcoming matchup. And then Vince Dooley's going to stop by. Now, the Vandy game, let's just be honest, not as intriguing. I'm not going to just completely disrespect them, mm-hmm. but the dogs should handle their business. There shouldn't be any concerns. I think, Mike, the only thing is – how do you deal with the quarterbacks? Is he going to play Stetson Moore just to get the time in there just in case he needs him later this year? I don't know. I mean, Kirby may do that, but he may end up staying with JT Daniels, as uh, you know, Connor Riley said yesterday. That's what he believes is going to happen moving forward. Well, in all honesty, I mean, the guy who really should be finding out if he can play at this level is Carson Beck. Ooh. I mean, there's no reason to put Stetson Bennett in there. Stetson Bennett is your, is your backstop. You know exactly. And I'm not disrespecting the kid. He's a fantastic athlete, and he's one of those guys. They'll always get the pat on the back and a nice job somewhere from the alumni because he's been a good dog, Carl. But 
He's not a guy that can win you the big games in the SEC. That was proven last year. So, with all due respect to Stetson, if you are going to take JT Daniels out after you, let's, for argument's sake, say you've got a nice lead against Vandy, which is most likely, I think Carson Beck should get the shot. Let's see what this guy's all about. You know, I mean, what, what, I mean, we know you know exactly what Stetson Bennett is. You don't know what Beck is, right? No. So that's, no. I mean, hey, look, I don't know why Kirby has to play these little games that he plays with the quarterbacks, but that's how I play it. I'm with you, I, I, and I know dog fans are adamant about how good you know Beck can be. But as I said, show me. I mean, they not. want to see Vandergrift. They want to go right past Beck and go directly to Vandergrift. <laughs> now, that's true. That's but, true. But I'm just telling you, in the, in the interim, if you want to re- maintain the red shirt for Vandergrift, Beck would be the guy I'd like to see what he's about. Now, speaking of college football, our buddy Brian Jones from uh, CBS is going to stop by in the 4 o'clock hour today, and, and we'll get his whole opinion on what's been going on. College football's been insane this year mm-hmm. already. Four weeks have been just bananas, and I don't think it's going to get you know any less crazier this weekend, but... Uh, BJ is going to stop by from uh, the SEC on CBS at 4 o'clock today. So a lot in store and more giant info from Boomer Sison as well. So stay here. We've got a big show for you. Mike, as we get started, though, ATL LiveWell brings you our headlines. The low testosterone doesn't have to keep you down, guys. Call ATL LiveWell today. Don't just live. Live well. Last night, Mike Bell, you got exactly what you wanted from Mr. Anderson. <laughs> yes. Give me some innings. Show me that, uh, you know, you're not going to text the bullpen and we get some of that magic that you had last year going into the uh, NLDS and later on the NLCS. So last night was great to see. Uh, Duvall should have had a home run, but he ran past Austin Riley on the base pass if you didn't see it last night. But everybody was raking. Ozzy Albies. I mean, it was just cool to see. I mean, that ballpark is a fun ballpark, but there were some moonshots uh, from the from the Bravos, including, uh, in the, I guess it was in the top of the ninth, uh, Freddie went deep as well. Yeah. You know, this, this offense, and now – I had a guy hit me up last night and says, I keep hearing you talk about this offense. You guys, you know they're playing a bad team. Yeah. Yeah, well, you're putting, you're putting like, football scores on these guys, which is what you're supposed to do. Correct. I, it, it, here's the thing. You go from playing a bad team to a team that is supposed to be good against the Padres coming up, but the point is it doesn't matter how you get going. If I throw for 500 yards and I feel really good about how I played, maybe that continues. So, I mean, I get it. They're not a good team. But that doesn't mean that we should stop hitting or that the momentum that we're gaining should, uh, you know, decrease because we're moving on to another series or we're coming home next week. Let's hope the bats continue to stay hot. But I get it. That's part of the equation. But if they weren't hitting, what would you be saying? Oh, the team sucks because we don't, they're playing a bad team and they can't hit them. So it's win or lose, right? You can't, it's never in the middle where you can go take it for what it is. You continue to put up runs. And I appreciate that. But Ian Anderson last night, Mike, let me ask you, is he a part of the rotation as we head to the playoffs? Kind of got that inkling from Alex Anthopoulos when he was on with us two weeks back that the big four were going to be, you know, Charlie Morton, Max Fried, uh, Ian Anderson, and Huskar Hinoa, and, uh, you know, and, and Smiley would be out of the bullpen, and he did a nice job the other night. You know, I, I don't, you know, I just, it's, I, yeah, yes, yes, yeah, I need more pitching. At the end of the day, what, we're in the same freaking boat as we were last year. We need more pitching. Uh, okay, okay. I just, Starting I mean, pitching. Yeah, I just, I'm, I'm asking. Pitching. <laughs> everything, Closers, right? Closers, everything, man. <laughs> so I'm just asking because it's easy to say, yeah, after last night. But really, you know, it comes down to can you get this kind of performance in the playoffs? Can you can he give you two of these kind of games in a seven-game series if, in fact, you needed him, you know? Yeah. Um, if we sweep it to somebody, then that's different. But if you needed Ian Anderson for two starts, could he look this good? And that's really what I'm wondering. I mean, I agree with you. I think he's in the rotation just kind of by default because you start looking around and you go, well, who else you're putting in there? You know? Right. So, I mean, you're not going to throw Tukey out there. I mean, you know, it, it's, 
I, I like there's there are some positives. We talked about Jacob Webb yesterday, and uh, you know we mentioned that Smiley and you know, only one earned run in about three and a third. So, okay, there's some things to, to work on. But you know, I mean, we're going to go up against teams, guys. No matter how you slice it, whether you want to be glass half full or half empty, they just have better pitching than us. They just do. In the Brewers and the Doyers. Yeah, and the Cardinals are so hot. And they hey, won't... I mean, look, I'm not eliminating the idea that we may come down to a, a one game playoff with the Phillies, man. I mean, and the thing is, we got two games that we got screwed by replay. Which I know Dave O'Brien brought up on Twitter last night, and and I I'm, I was ruminating on that today as well. Let's hope that it doesn't come down to it because the Phillies, man, they owe us one, don't they? Well, well maybe actually check that Major League Baseball owes us one on this one. Well, Mike, when when I was having a fit back in April, and guys were like, it's a long season. Yeah, I covered a lot of baseball, man. These games matter early, and they matter even more late. And when you get robbed like that, and you come down to a, a close pennant chase, this the, the division run. This is this is what comes back. And, and if we were two more games in front, how more comfortable would you feel? Right. I mean, you, you just want to have that cushion. That's just, I mean, that's common sense. So I know that the, uh, and the Mets would love to play spoiler at some point too, after you get done with the Phillies. Let's, let's hope that, uh, look, tough series with San Diego. There's been a little bit of, I mean, some people are saying dysfunction, but they've just been struggling and, and their pitching has not really done what it's supposed to do. And they're not having the timely hitting watching the, the Dodgers giant. There's some good baseball in the West. I mean, you know, it is what it is. The Giants, we keep waiting for them to fade, but the Giants just keep on hanging in there. Yeah, they're not going anywhere. Uh, Brian Snicker, what about Ian Anderson? How good was Mr. Anderson? Well, it took him a while to get going. You know, in the first inning, first couple innings, I was wondering if he's going to get through four. Um, and then after the fourth inning, man, he got locked in and got the feel for everything, and it was really good, really good. But, you know, it's like we told him, it's like, I can't do that in the first. I mean, but once he got going, man, he, I think he what retired 17 in a row at one point, something, mm-hmm. but he just had to feel that change up and start commanding his fastball. And it was really good. Yeah, it was. Uh, so good win for the Braves. Uh, early start today, guys, uh, you know, out there in, in Arizona, it's a, I think a three forty first pitch, but we'll keep you updated. As we said, we're done at six tonight for a special Odyssey presentation, but we'll, we'll tell you what's going on as we normally do around the yard. And, and before we get out of here at six o'clock, meanwhile, Matt, uh, Mike, Matt Ryan was talking about the Giants defensive front. I think Matt has seen probably, I'm just, you know, we're going to see the Bucks again, but these are two of the best fronts you're going to see maybe all year. But then again, I'm looking around. Carolina plays tonight. I went and looked at their stats, Mike. Defensively, they're they're the number one defense in the league right now. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about the you know so much about their offense and can Sam Darnold do things. But Carolina, I mean, it's it is interesting. And, and Matt Rule has said that he's not even satisfied. He thinks they haven't played even come close to playing their best football on the offensive side. But they've got some good guys in the front seven. You know, for years we've always kind of taken their secondary for granted, and maybe they've gotten that in order because for years you're always able to throw against those guys. At least we were. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny how, you know, everyone's going, oh, Carolina, they're going to be nothing. And it's early days, guys. It's a small sample size. I just got a guy who just hit us up saying we need to fire the entire regime. So <laughs> people are. <laughs> really? Yeah, Don Queso, because uh, uh, Dean Pease says we're just giving up too many points in the red area. Yeah. Because you said area, you don't like Dean Pease? The guy's won Super Bowls. He's, we, we saw the defense finally start to click at some point, guys. I mean, I just I don't know what you guys are expecting, but you want to fire this regime after two games. I, I'm sorry, Don Queso, you, sir, are a moron. There you go. I went there at 210. You know why? Because I was in a good mood today. I'm, it's a beautiful day. It feels like perfect fall in the south, 70 degrees. I'm washing the car. Carl, I'm, I'm mid-applying wax, right, which is a process. And you know, I, what Becky yells from the kitchen, the internet is out. Oh. So, yes. Oh. So, Xfinity apparently... No better than New Link, Carl, after game all that love. <laughs> the IT gods do not want me to broadcast from the comfort of my man cave 
with my pets and my ice cold beer and my mini fridge. They don't. They've denied me again. So today, I literally, I'm, Carl, you should have seen me like I was Mr. Miyagi talking to Ralph Macchio. Wax on, wax off, wax on, wax off. <laughs> Hopped in the car and made it to work on time. So anyway, Don Queso, get some perspective for crying out loud. It's two. It's still only two weeks with this team. It's two weeks. Two weeks, all right? Um, hold on. Let me go into my mini fridge. It's Duke Chabelle. <laughs> hey, Matt Ryan uh, talked about the defensive front for the Giants, though. Here's what he said. I think it's a group that plays hard. They're big up front, you know, big defensive front four. Um, you know, I think the linebackers are savvy, veteran guys. They've got some people in the secondary that we've played against in our past and know well. And, and I think they play hard. They play physical. Yeah. They do. Yeah. And we played the Giants a number of times over Matt's career. And, uh, you know, it's just – it's it's going to be a work in progress. I will say this, you know, Mayfield, he's continuing to learn and get, learn on the job. Richie Grant, we'll get into this, Carl, when we talk more Falcons, but uh, Dean Pease had some interesting things to say about a guy we thought was going to have an immediate impact with this team. And isn't. Okay. Coming up, Ross Tucker, guys. Odyssey NFL insider Ross Tucker. Brought to you by our friends at BetQL. We'll find out what he's thinking about uh, this weekend's games. Ask him about the Falcons and more. It's coming up next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It's Thursday. It's Dukes and Bell, and Ross Tucker is here to chop it up with us. Presented by BetQL, guys. Get access and data and insight to the sports books uh, that they don't want you to see. Be smarter, bet, uh, and beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. Ross Tucker, you've been on teams that are 0-2. Our Falcons are 0-2. How do you get out of that rut and find a way to get a W? Falcons-Giants Sunday, and we all think this is a winnable game. What do you think? Uh, you know what? It's a terrific point. The first thing you do is you play the New York Giants. That's, that's, that's what you do. That, that's one of the first things you want to do. Um, you know what's funny? I almost forgot this, Carl, uh, until you said this. But my rookie year with Washington, it was Marty Schottenheimer, a first-year head coach. We went 0-5 to start the year. And then we won our next five and actually ended up eight and eight and we almost made the playoffs. And then my fourth year with Mike Malarkey in Buffalo, we started out 0 and four and then went nine and two. Wow. In our next 11, we were nine and six in uh, week 16 or week 17 playing the Steelers. And if we won, we made the playoffs. We actually lost the Steelers' backups, which is a whole other story. It drives me nuts. But, you know, the interesting thing is, is in both those instances, it was a first-year coach. It was a terrible start to the year. And the coach didn't waver at all. We changed nothing. We just sort of started to play better. It wasn't like some big, we got to do this, we got to do this. It was like the coach believed in what he was preaching we just kind of kept chopping wood, so to speak, and all of a sudden things turned for us. So you see, Falcon fans, the sun will come out tomorrow. Listen to Ross Tucker as we get ready for the Giants. Now, it just It's funny because it seems like the Giants fan base is kind of in the same uh, mood that we're in. They've, they've been pretty mediocre for a number of years, as have we, but their, their coach has got a year on our coach. Uh, our offensive line showed signs of improvement. We made a run, Ross. I mean, I don't know how much you watched the, uh, I knew of the Falcons game, but down 18, close it to three, and then lose by 23. Defense is starting to come together. I don't know how much you know about Dean Pease, but how complicated would his defense be for some of our younger guys? Uh, it can be complicated for sure. There's no question. That's a good point, Mike. Um, and that might take a little bit of time. 
There's no question. Uh, but I was very impressed by the Falcons' effort. I mean, wh- how much time was left when it was 28-25? Do you guys remember? Yeah, we yeah. had the whole fourth, fourth quarter. Kind yeah, of. started the fourth quarter. Yep. I'm just very impressed by that comeback. I, I loved Matt Ryan putting his body on the line. I thought, I thought the comeback against the Bucks was a really good sign for how those guys feel about Arthur Smith and how they're going to play for Arthur Smith. Because the Bucks are obviously loaded. I mean, they're still the favorite to win the NFC, probably win the Super Bowl. And I know after that there was a couple of, you know, tipped interceptions or whatever, and the kid took it back. But I just thought last week was a, a, a huge step in the right direction. Here's, here's what I would tell you about this game. Because every uh, – I know sports betting is not legal down there yet. I don't think it is. But I do the Even Money Betting Podcast. And uh, here's what my co-host said. He said, the Giants are a proven crappy team. The Falcons are a possibly crappy team. I'll take the Falcons and the points. <laughs> it's a great it's a great point. It is. And and you know what? I think that that's what's going to be proven out here over the next, you know, 15 weeks. That's what Matt Ryan has said. Listen, we have 15 more weeks to figure this out. It's Ross Tucker guys, it's Dukes and Bell. We're talking NFL. I, I want to ask you about Lamar Jackson. What's your opinion on him? We want to label him. We want to say he can and can't do things. I think he's the best playmaker in the NFL. How do you see him? Well, so uh, it's interesting because I I called that game Sunday night on the radio for Westwood One. And, by the way, it was unbelievable, man. I mean, they hadn't had a home game, you know, with fans in a couple years. Environment was incredible, Carl. I, I just I loved everything about it. And I'll also say this. The Ravens have the most entertaining and creative running game I've ever seen in the NFL, ever. I would love to go in the time machine and see, can you imagine Vic in this offense? Right. Can you imagine Vic? Because, I mean, some of that stuff, I mean, so many misdirections. I mean, the right guard and the right tackle pull to the left, but then Lamar runs right. So as a defensive lineman, you got to honor a lineman pulling. Everybody listening that played high school football, you know when a lineman pulls, they're usually telling you where the ball's going. Well, the Ravens are doing the opposite. I love Lamar Jackson. Um, I guess the thing I've said about him, though, is, you know, when they get to the playoffs and they got to win, because they'll win 11 games again, they'll go to the playoffs again. Um, I think he's maybe the best runner we've ever seen at the quarterback position. In fact, I think he is. I think he's better than Vic was, better than any of these guys as a runner. But I do think the offense helps him. I still just think they're going to get into a lot of third and mediums, third and longs in those three playoff games against, you know, the Bills and the Browns and the, the Chiefs and I'm just not sure, guys, I see them converting enough of those third and mediums, third and longs to go to the Super Bowl. And I'm, I'm not putting it all on Lamar. I don't think they have a great pass-protecting O-line. Their receivers, I think, are getting better. Hollywood's getting better, but they're not. They're, and, and, and part of that's Lamar. I mean, he had a, a really – the first one, Sammy fell, mm-hmm. but his second interception was terrible. He had another one that should have been picked that was really bad. He still makes some throws that you just can't make. 
Is it an oversimplification, Ross? Is Ross Tucker, our Odyssey NFL insider, joins us. We were talking about this on Monday. Like we said, you know, coming out of college, Josh Allen's, you know, completion rate was really weak, and he's completely upped his game in two seasons. Is it, I mean, is it something, could something work like sending him to like whatever the quarterback camp is where you coach up some accuracy? Because Allen really is, is taking a huge leap with that. Yeah, you know the thing is, though, I can't think of another guy like Allen that's improved his accuracy that much. I don't know what Lamar is right now, but I know this. They give him a bunch of easy throws. I mean, because of their run game, in the play action, a lot, you know, Mark Andrews and Hollywood, they are wide open a decent amount of time. So he should be able to hit those throws. It just seems like when it's an obvious passing down and he has to drop back and they're playing coverage and they're not blitzing, it's almost like they want him to do that. It's almost like like if I played the Ravens, the more times Lamar Jackson drops back and stays in the pocket, I feel like the better chance I have to win. And he can make those throws, and I think he can improve, but I still feel like that's my best chance to win the game. I don't know how much he can improve. I, I don't Josh Allen went 52%, 58%, 69%. the craziest thing I've ever seen. I don't think uh, Lamar can do that. He doesn't need to, though. He just needs to increase it by, like, 2 or 3%. Ross Tucker, uh, it's crazy when you start looking around the league and, you know, here the Bucks are doing their thing. And, and this is, you know, that week where you go, all right, who's the best 2-0 team? Who's the best 0-2 team? Well, we just talked about the 0-2s. Who's the best 2-0 team outside the Buccaneers? Because I think that's the easy pick. Um, boy, I'm trying to think who, all, who else 2-0. I will tell you this much. I am very uh, surprised and impressed by the Carolina Panthers. Mm. Um, they, they have been – you know, I, I don't know if these two teams – are the, are the next best 2 0. You know, it's probably the Rams or one of these other teams. But I'll tell you, I'm very impressed by the Panthers and the Broncos. Now, they're not exactly, you know, playing Murderer's Row so far this year. You know, they've had favorable schedules, but still, man, I mean, these are teams that, like Atlanta, have been down for a while. And to see them come out and get, you know, both games, I thought they were clearly the better team, you know, clearly dominated the action. Even if the Panthers only won by five that first game, I'm extremely impressed by both those teams. And by the way, what, what did those teams do to the league office? Now this week, Carolina has the Texans with Davis Mills starting <laughs> and, the, and, and, the, right. and the Broncos play the Jags. I mean, the Panthers and the Broncos are having a fight right now to see who can have the easiest schedule to start NFL season ever. Right. It is our man, Ross Tucker. Again, of all the 2-0 teams, you know, everybody's pretty much even on the point differential as far as Rams. Obviously, the Cardinals are a lot of fun with Kyler Murray. Hey, by the way, uh, Aaron Rodgers basically says, screw all of you guys that were on my butt during the offseason. Impressed by what he did, or you still say, hey, at the end of the day, it's still the Lions? Uh, Well... I'm always impressed by a few throws he makes a game. I mean, I don't even know how he has the guts to make some of those throws. (laughs) The the stones to do it. (laughs) He he really does, man. Like, I I would never – I mean, I I never really played quarterback, but 
I would not throw it to guys when they're covered like that. But he has that much confidence in his arm and his ability to place the ball and his receivers. It's really, really impressive. I, honestly, the offense is the least of my worries for the Packers. Did you watch the Lions in the first half? I mean, Jared Goff had like 10 seconds to throw the ball right. the whole time. I mean, that, that is a bad, bad look for the uh, – for them that he had that much time. Well, we'll see what happens this week, man. We always enjoy talking with you, Ross, uh, and coming on the show. We do it every week, guys, on Thursdays. Odyssey NFL insider Ross Tucker, insider calls presented by BetQL. Are you on the broadcast this weekend, Westwood One? I'm not. Nope. I just have uh, – I got um, Miami, Ohio, at Army on TV Saturday, CBS. I'm driving up there now. And then Monday night pregame for – Eagles-Cowboys, which is a huge one. Jeez, it's geez. funny, by the way, because I, I played for the Cowboys. Any, like the Eagles, it's, a, it's their biggest game. Washington, it's their biggest game. For the Cowboys, it's just kind of another game. And I realized that when I played there. It's kind of funny. Download the BetQL app. Uh, be safe, brother, and we'll talk to you next week. See you guys. Ross Tucker. All right, guys, coming up, we're going to talk Atlanta United. It's a big Thursday show. Uh, Jalen Hawkins from the Falcons is going to stop by. Mike and I have to get into what Dean Pease did say about the secondary and one of our top draft picks. We will. Stay right there. It's Dukes and Bell. It is Dukes and Bell. BetQL Network available nationwide on the Odyssey mobile app and on the website, guys. It's BetQL Network only on the Odyssey app. Get all the uh, betting tips you need from local and national experts. Hey, Mike, let's talk to our buddy Jake Mulraney. Our squad is hot right now. We're talking about Atlanta United. And, Jake, it's good to have you back on the show. Uh, I know that the uh, the results, I guess, came back from Joseph Martinez and the uh, x-rays and all of that. He's listed as day-to-day, which is great news. But uh, were you guys concerned when you saw him limping off the other night? Yeah, of course. I mean, um Joseph's a massive part of our team, and I think you can see that from the from the past couple of games where he's starting to hit a good run of run of form with goals and stuff. So yeah, it's it's a massive loss. And the good news, I guess, Jake, is we got so many other guys that are stepping up. We've been talking about this all summer long now into the fall. Is how good Barco looks. Hey, it seems like everything's clicking for Barco, and you've seen him for a couple of years now. It's also, I guess, because he's healthy, but he really seems to be vibing with you know with Mar- Marcelino Moreno. And uh, and the new guy, man, Araujo. However, how the hell you pronounce that dude? All I know is he's good. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, all all three of them, all the front four are on on fire at the moment, and I think Barco's um, Barco's been unbelievable. To be honest, I feel like he's he's really stepped it up. That's what he needed to add to his game, his his technical ability and stuff like that was already there. He just needed to add that. That end bit is gold and his assists, and he's definitely been doing that. Jake, we've been. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, it's, I, just, I was just finishing saying it's good to see him stepping up now. It really is. It's Jake Mulraney, guys, here on Dukes and Bell. No, I was going to say, we've been asking guys about what the difference has been with, with you know, Gonzalo Pineda. I, I'm asking you, what, what has been the difference? Why do you think things are, are coming together as they are now under our new manager? Um, I don't know, to be honest. I feel like it's just the vibe around the place is a, is a lot a lot better, a lot healthier, um, mm. a little bit more freedom on the pitch. I feel like it's um, yeah, it's just coming together nicely and I, I just hope that we can continue to 
to keep this run of form going and, and really make a good push for the playoffs. He's our man from Dublin, Jake Mulraney. And again, the other thing, Jake, is I think because Pineda didn't try to like reinvent the wheel, it's like he took what was working with Rob Valentino and kept it rolling. Exactly, yeah. Rob Rob ended his little reign of interim manager really, really good. And I feel like Gonzo just came in and, and really helped the team to continue to do that. Um, as you can see, the, the past few games, we've, we've been really, really impressive and we've been, we've been putting teams away. Whereas before, maybe that wasn't the case. Now we feel like that bit of freedom and going forward and in defence, I feel like we've all started to gel together now and it's looking really positive. Have you ever seen a better goal than what you saw when Moreno beats five guys and gives it up to Bello last week? You know what? I, I feel like nearly every goal in that game could have been <laughs> one of the best goals I've seen. Like even even uh, Barco's free kick... Uh, even their their two goals are unbelievable, and then Marcelino dribbling past the whole team and setting up Bello. It was, it was a good. It was a really for neutral people to watch that that match. It was a really good game to watch. Jake Mulraney is with us, guys, and uh, one of our favorites. And uh, again, it just seems like, and you said it. I mean, like it is what it is with hindsight when he was here. It just seems like there's. We've been saying on the radio, call me crazy, Jake. There's like a joy. You guys just seem happy. You know, and it seems like you can see it and the energy just from the, from the first opening whistle. It just like things are rolling right now. Yeah, of course, definitely. I mean, when we when you have the individual players we have, I mean, once they're on it, then anything can happen. You know, when they're feeling it, when they're feeling good, and they're all clicking and combining. I mean, anything can happen. Anything. Well, it looks like good things are happening, and uh, if we continue to win like this, we're going to put ourselves in a great position, not only to have a home match, Jake, but also maybe to do some real damage in these playoffs. Um, As far as, you know, Philly, uh, that's our next match. What do you know? What are you thinking? What are you guys watching on film about those guys? Yeah, so we've played Philly, I think we played Philly probably three or four times already this year. We had them in the CONCACAF, and then we played them a couple of times in the league, so we know we know Philly well, we know their style, we know their shape, we know what way they want to play. But uh, to be honest, I feel like it's just about us. I feel like they're going to have to worry more about us than us about them, the way we're playing at the moment. I just hope that we can continue that form. And They're obviously a really good side as well, which we know. So, like I said, that was, if, if the front four are on it, I feel like they can cause real problems. Well, brother, it's great to talk, talk to you. I think it's how. By the way, how great is it? Because when you first got here, obviously with COVID, we only had like two games and we shut it down. How cool is it to have everybody back at Mercedes Benz and now, like again, the energy's back as well. Ah, it's amazing. Honestly, it makes such a difference. It's it's night and day. It's like it's so different to playing last year when there was nobody in the stands and it was like a friendly game to now <laughs> forty, fifty, sixty thousand people screaming. It's crazy. It's really enjoyable though. Great stuff. Jake Mulraney, take care. Good luck, man, and uh, we'll be cheering you guys on. God bless you, guys. Thank you. Cheers. All right, my man. Cool, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, and maybe Jake will get the bounce if he subs in because uh, we've had other guys like uh, Campbell got the bounce from us last week. Sure did. got in there. You know what, though, Mike, when he said, and we've got uh, one of our Falcons coming up here, Jalen Hawkins is going to join us, guys, in just a little bit, but he said things are freer. And I just think sometimes we take for granted why teams struggle. 
And now we know what was going on behind the scenes with our prior manager. And then you hear guys come on this show and they talk about, hey, we're, we're allowed to do more stuff on the pitch. And I feel more open. Right. Guys allowed to be themselves matters. And so I just, you know, it's little things like that. I know we have talent. I know it's all coming together. But it's also the environment. And, and I think, you know, without saying the guy was a jerk and it was a toxic environment, I think that's kind of the interpretation. And it, the results on the field showed as much. Now, I know we were without some players and all of that. But even then, Mike, I still felt, felt like we had enough talent to be winning when we weren't winning. Right. And now the good news is, as we said, everything's coming together aside from Joseph. Look, you still want Joseph because he's a finisher. I was talking with Felipe Cardenas yesterday from The Athletic, and I was saying, hey, did, Dar- did Darren Neal's kind of slow roll us on the, uh, on the injury? And he says, no, he thinks he'll be like day to day, literally. So the, uh, the, but you need Joseph because he is a closer. He's a killer. But you saw the ability, man, how Moreno set up Bello with that unbelievable footwork, like some out of a video game. And, and you heard Jake talk about all the, every, every goal in the game on Saturday was literally like a highlight you know, around the league. So, yeah, you want Joseph, but I think we got enough. Not good. There's so many skill position and studs up front that hopefully we can get through it. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Vince Dooley's coming up uh, next hour, guys. We'll talk to uh, the legendary Vince Dooley about the dogs, some college football. Brian Jones from the uh, SEC on CBS is going to stop by at 4 o'clock today. And we'll talk to Boomer Sison as well about the Giants, who have a major injury on their offensive line already, guys. They're dealing with a lot of things, again, that, you know, um, this is a game that sets up very well for us, but we got to go execute. Mike, real quick, while we have time, before we get on Jalen Hawkins, what did you make of Dean Pease's comments about our uh, top pick or one of our top picks in the secondary? Yeah, and this is a guy, Richie Grant, that uh, I, I I was, you know, again, I, it, maybe this is why they never let me pick the players, Carl, because it's dudes that uh, that I really had highly regarded when we were doing our mocks, and I said, that'd be a guy for us in the second round. Because, we, again, we, remember, we moved on, guys. We we basically blew out like four-fifths of our safeties. But he said, Dean Pease, that Richie Grant is can't get on the field yet because he's not ready. He's basically – now, whether that's a simple – him grasping what his role is in this defense or the NFL game is too fast, you can read what you want from it. But one way or the other, a guy that we thought was going to have an immediate impact, like from the first game, maybe it happens at some point against the Giants. But Dean Pease making it sound like it's going to be a minute before he gets on the field as a starter. Yeah, and it, it was something I wasn't expecting to hear, to be right. honest with you. I just I wasn't expecting to hear that. Uh, Richie Grant had a terrific college career, and if you go ask NFL scouts, he was the best safety coming out. Hey, and, and it, Chris just said in my ear, you know, we got A.J. Terrell in the concussion protocol most likely out. If you thought there's a, a – this guy could contribute because he's, he's athletic enough to help you in all those coverages. 
and he still can't get on the field. That's not good. No, it's it's interesting, but it's also not what I wanted to hear. Right. All right, Jalen Hawkins is set to join us. We'll talk Falcons with him coming up on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 